0: unlimited influence podcast episode 54 if you're an entrepreneur or business owner who's ready to position yourself as the trusted authority in your industry join my free facebook community for tips on how to build your brand join us now at your authority brand Hey everyone, Samantha Riley here and I'm super excited to be welcoming today's featured guest, Samantha Alvarez. Sam is a world traveler, digital nomad, nurse practitioner, online teacher, university faculty, polyglot, musician and mindful human being who wants to help people become their best ever selves. In 2013, after burning out on healthcare, she took time off to travel and learn languages, simultaneously sating two of her deepest desires. She's since visited 26 Countries, lived in 11 of them on five continents and speaks half a dozen languages. Oh my goodness, Samantha,
1: welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Samantha. I'm excited to be here.
0: Wow. I'm, I was reading those and just thinking, <laughs> oh my goodness, have you like done everything in the world? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm doing my level best and enjoying it.
0: I love it. I love it. I mean, we, we're only here once, right? Well, some people hey. don't believe so, but you know, in our current state, we're here once. So let's get as much in as we can.
1: Absolutely true. All
0: right. So that was a super brief intro. And just from reading that, I'm guessing there is a ton more to know about you. So I'd love if you could pull back the curtain a little and give us a sneak peek into
1: who you are and and what really makes you tick. I'd be happy to. So I have, uh, there are four things that really make me tick. I spent a lot of time in my 20s trying to figure out what made me tick because I kind of did want to do everything. Mm -hmm. And I found out that the four things that make me tick are number one, relationships, number two, music, number three, language, and number four is education. So everything I do at this stage in my life is related to one of those four things, relationship, language, music, or education, or preferably some combination of the four. I've been living and working as a digital nomad for the past three years. I have worked for, actually, I worked for an uh, an Aussie startup, a Brissy startup for about a year and a half. Doing sales for them, and then I popped over to a Berlin startup that I'm working for now, doing uh, some different kinds of consulting work for them, and of course have had about a dozen of my own projects on the side because that's kind of what us entrepreneurial yeah. types do. We just try stuff and see if it works because exactly. it's fun, right? <laughs> um, I I absolutely love. Uh, so relationships is my number one, and that that relates to relationships with other people, relationship with yourself, with the environment, all different kinds of things which is just kind of the way that I live my life. My business are more around number two, three, and four, which is the music and language where I teach other people languages. I I document my own language learning process. I'm learning uh, Italian right now, and I have a really hard time not picking up people's accents when I talk to them. So if I start talking in a fake Sydney (laughs) accent, I'm terribly sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it has been known to happen.
0: <laughs> that's actually funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but that that's kind of me. I, I travel a lot, I learn a lot of languages because I really enjoy doing it. I'm learning Italian right now because I'm a singer and I love all the Italian operas and Italian sacred and, and secular music that I've sung over the years, and I wanted to understand it better. And so I just decided to learn Italian. Mm. And that's you know, just have a go at it.
0: Love it. And we were talking before we started recording. I've been wanting to learn Italian for such a long time. Italy is my most favorite country on earth. And I can see myself living there sometime for a short period of time. So, I will need to learn the language. So, we probably need to chat a little bit more, I think.
1: (laughs) I have so many resources for you because I'm studying (laughs) Italian right now. So, I, I of course, go out and engage my entire network. So, my thing is relationship, right? So, I Depend heavily on and contribute heavily to my own personal network and relationships. So when I start a new project, for example, in this case, learning Italian, because I just, I just really wanted to. Um, I speak a couple of other romance languages. So I knew it wasn't going to be difficult, mm. but I really wanted to just jump into it. So I talked to probably 10 or 15 people who I knew who had learned or are in the process of learning Italian and pulled all those resources together and put them together for myself to just Go for
0: it! I love it. I love it, Ah. and I like how you've broken your your passions into those four different areas, and the way that they fit together is just so beautifully you. But I can see how they fit together. You know, from I, I was I've been a dancer all my life, and music is its own language in itself. So to be able to use that with the language of words is is you know a beautiful partnership. There, very very clever.
1: You know, when you say that, I, I know you're part of the in the know group. But when when I talk to people who understand about music and language, I describe them as the same thing. So I actually have three passions. My three passions are relationship, language slash music, and education. Ah, see, so we've already deep
0: dived only in the first <laughs> ten minute with well, the first five minutes of of chatting. You know, it's funny because a lot of I actually when I um. When I left dancing and and went into coaching, the biggest thing that I went into it for was to learn how to use words because I'd used movement for so many years to be able to get a, a message across that I felt like I wasn't so good with the words. So, because there is different ways to communicate, right? And it isn't always the words.
1: There are infinite ways of knowing and infinite ways of communicating knowledge and, and expressing that. And as a, as a fine arts performer, like a musician or a dancer, that is your medium of expression. Mm. Mm. And that does not necessarily mean you will be a good teacher at those things because just like you say, you have to be able to translate what you know in your body or what I know in my voice into words that somebody else can really grab hold of and use a, a scaffolding to develop their own potential.
0: Oh, so true, so true. Before we deep dive into this even more, I'd love you to share with us, just so that we've got a baseline, I guess. What's your business now? Who do you serve?
1: My business right now is samelvarez.com. I know, very clever. Uh, (laughs) It actually started as a a personal development blog, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I did a bunch of productivity stuff. I did a bunch of stuff on kind of life happiness and and pursuing things and doing what you want. And I really found that I kept perverting that to my own twisted uses of every time I would just start talking about languages. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what, why not just go for that and just talk about languages? (laughs) So that's what I did. I started, I've started doing some videos on languages, and I have started doing some courses. I have a couple of online courses on productivity and life hacking. And then my most recent one is on languages and so I'm kind of in the midst of a of a imaging of my own business and my own personality. I do work for another online startup doing, my official title is as a career advisor. Mm-hmm. So I have held 63 different paid positions in my life. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I'm not nearly as old as that might make me sound, because I just love trying out new things. And I don't necessarily hold on to things forever. So the kind of revisualization rebranding of Sam Alvarez has been just a joy for me because I'm doing the same things like okay I want to help people become their best ever self. Mm. And that's what I'm doing with my life. I'm I'm working to become my best ever self and to communicate that vision of what that looks like for me in order to inspire other people to do that for themselves, to not be afraid of the things holding them back, whatever it is. You know, I happen to talk about relationships, music, language, and education, but whatever sphere of life that is for whoever is connecting with me, I want to connect them with that vision in themselves of that idealized self so that they can work, so that they can move towards it consistently rather than feeling lost and hopeless and confused like most of us do most of the time.
0: Mm, I love that. So, who are the people that you typically work with?
1: The people I typically work with are... so. Usually it's people who are looking to learn a language, any language, um, because that's kind of the focus of that right now. It's, it's usually language learners who have tried to learn a language before, but gotten frustrated either because it didn't work for their, because they did it in school and they were told to memorize a bunch of vocabulary. Like, how do teacher, may I uh, sharpen my pencil at the pencil sharpener? Mm. Like, that's just not relevant vocabulary to kind of anybody's life right now. But yes. that's what they teach. And that's what I learned, you know, when I started yeah. learning Spanish. That's yeah. just how it works. Yeah, absolutely. So it's usually people who are frustrated because they've tried it before. And they're like, language learning is boring. Grammar stinks. And I suck at languages. So I, the, the approach that I use to languages is is much more to make it relevant to your own life and to make it fun. Yes. And to utilize, to leverage your own emotions and things that you do that embarrass yourself or you get excited about, em- emotions and relevancy are what I use to learn languages.
0: Wow, that's and so cool. That's so, cool. That's so yeah. cool. So, you did mention that you've had 63 paid positions. I have <laughs> no idea how you fit that into your life because <laughs> this is just incredible. So, the, the business that you have right now, is this your first business or have you been mixing business in these, these different positions all through your life?
1: Oh, it's all all through my life. I, you know, of actual, I think I incorporated my first actual business just a couple of years ago in 2013 or 2014. So once I went digital and once I went online is when I actually started to create businesses. But I've always been entrepreneurial. You know, I've always been the kind of person to be like, hey, you know, I took my first job as an nurse practitioner and I had to move cross country, so I immediately called them up and said, okay, you're, I see this is a really Highly sought after position. I'm bilingual. You really need me. I was moving to um, Tucson at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, Will you pay for my relocation? You know, that's not part of the standard package. And it was, a, I work for a nonprofit. So it's not exactly like negotiable. But I'm, I've never been afraid to ask for what I want because people can say no. Mm-hmm. That's totally up to them. But if you don't ask, you'll never find out. So when I look back at it now, I'm like, wow, that was a really entrepreneurial thing to do. Like, hey, I have this need. I'm doing it for you so that I can work for you. Can you help? Not pay for the whole thing or I won't work for you. Just, hey, this is what I want. Does that work for you? And more times than not, people will think about it and go, okay, that that works. That makes sense. You know, we both win. Mm. And so then it happens and then I get what I want and then I feel more loyal to them and everybody's happy and wonderful, magical things happen.
0: Mm. So you said something really powerful there, um, and I read this in a I can't even remember what book I read this in years ago. But the the power of asking and and the power of hearing no, mm-hmm. I'm I'm absolutely a hundred percent certain that there are people listening to us having this chat right now and thinking, "I'm too afraid to ask. I'm too afraid to hear the no." Uh, you know, it, it it gives a lot of people that they get really nervous about hearing that no. So what? Tips or advice could you give them about asking? Because it's such a powerful thing, and it's such a great way to get what we want in life is to ask. But what what tips could you provide for them?
1: I'm going to tell you a funny story. Oh, so excellent! When I made, <laughs> yeah, right. And it's embarrassing too. So that, those are the best kind. Um, so when I when I created my first my first online course, you know, I, I did my best, but gosh, the quality was not so great. The sound was okay. The 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 lighting was kind of not so good. Um, and I did this one video uh, about how to say no for yourself, and it was a 42-second long video. It was far and away the most powerful video of all of the things that I did in that entire eight-hour course. Everybody that commented on my course said, I loved your no video, and I was like, I almost didn't put it in, because all it is is a clip of me in this grainy little video going, I was practicing how to say no to other people because I was talking about, oh, follow your passion. Yay. Well, I happen to have about 16,000 passions. (laughs) If I follow my passion, I'm going to be very, very, very tired all the time. Yes. So it's it's one of those things where it has to be either a hell yes or a no. So I started practicing that if it's not a 9 out of 10, I have to say no. But that means I have to say no to people I really like and things I kind of like. And so the, the clip was me going, no. No, no, just like over and over, like trying to figure out how to say no, because I was terrified to even say no, let alone ask for things, knowing that other people are probably going to say no. So my first recommendation would be to actually practice saying no in the mirror, even for 42 seconds. It had a huge impact on my life and was the most popular part of the the longest course I ever created.
0: Wow. And imagine having a 42-second course, you could have just done that. (laughs) (laughs) Saved yourself over seven hours. (laughs) Seven hours and
1: 59 minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great advice. That's really, really good advice. So, where where you're at right now in Create, you've just, and I know we'll talk about it a, a little bit later, you've just created a new course. What I'd love to know is how important has it been to build your personal brand?
1: So I eh, building my own personal brand is one of the most important things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely crucial. So I, a lot of my work that I've done in the past three years has been in sales of one form or another. My current job title is career advisor. So I spend a quarter of my time consulting, a quarter coaching, a quarter guiding, and a quarter selling. Because, you know, that's kind of what you do when you're doing kind of things. It's The the people that I work with, they're trying to decide whether to change their life and and take on a new career. And so it's, you know, it's scary and they've got a lot of fears and they're trying to jump ahead into things. And so I have to talk them into believing in themselves. Well, if they don't believe in me, then there's no way they're going to believe in themselves because Mm. they've already decided And they've already come to the point where they don't believe in themselves. If I can bring them to a point with my energy and my kind of sparkly personality and my how I work and what I do, if I can get them to believe in me, just seeing who I am and what I do, and then I share with them, hey, I'm just a regular person. You can do this, too. If my personal brand is on point and I'm being authentic, I am being real. I'm not blowing smoke, I'm telling people what I truly believe to be true, I'm not trying to sell them on something that doesn't work for them, I'm trying to help enroll them in their own vision, as they say, like their own vision for their best self, then my personal brand serves me in that, and then they 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 will enroll and they'll they'll decide to follow their own vision. If I don't have a personal brand, as I believed that I did not until about three years ago, I just kind of go along kind of bumble along doing my own thing, but I'm not able to have an impact. Mm. Now that I have a very crystal clear in myself personal brand, I know exactly what it is that I'm going to do and how it is that I'm going to help people and what kind of impact I'm going to have and how I can do that without being like a like a salesperson, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. talk you into this or that or the other thing. It's, it's about helping people decide what makes sense for them. My biggest competitor, whether I'm selling a, a, an online course, Or I'm selling somebody, persuading them to start learning a language, or I'm persuading them to, you know, quit their job and move to another country or persuading them to challenge like there's so much persuasion and sales in our lives. If I am on point with who I am and what I'm doing, then I enable and empower other people to do the same thing for themselves. And I never feel like I'm doing something wrong or icky. Mm.
0: So, what I heard you saying probably more than anything else there is you're 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 creating certainty with the people that are, are showing up in your world because they know that, that you already know what you're talking about, that you know what you stand for. So, once you've got that certainty on the table, they can relax and just listen and go, well, you know, what has she got?
1: What can we learn from her? You know, I talk to people every day in all different aspects of my life who want to change. I mean I, i'm I'm a change agent. that's what I've always been i've I've been like a, a communicator, a relationship builder and a change maker, and I help other people change d- dozens of times a day and myself as well. And my biggest competitor, whether I'm talking about a product or a course or or a life decision, is never ever what else they could do. you know, hey, you should you you know, you you keep telling me you want to travel to this place. Like, why don't you just do it? Well, I could go to this other place instead, or I could do this other thing, or I could take this new job that never is the competition or the, the decision between whether I want to do thing A or thing B. The most difficult decision is always between whether I'm going to do thing A or anything as, co- as opposed to whether I'm going to do nothing instead with the status quo. Mm. If as a change agent I cause you to make change, if I at the end of this conversation, Samantha Riley, fire you up about you learning Italian, if you take my gro- if you take my course, fantastic. I win, you win, everybody wins. If if you take if you decide to learn on your own, fantastic. The world is a better place you're doing what you're doing. I mean mm-hmm. that's not the purpose of our call. Yeah. But that's like that's my intention in the world. I'm a change agent. I help people become their best ever selves, whether that, you know, is best for me or not. Because when I see other people making successful changes in their lives, that makes me happy. Like Mm -hmm. I feel fulfilled and satisfied.
0: Mm. And I know that so many of us can resonate with that. You know, that's why Mm. we do what we do because we love helping people, serving people, you know. And, And we've got all of these resources available to us now in this time, which means that we do have so many opportunities but that does mean that some people are overwhelmed. So right. having, having that person to guide you along the way, to help you get certainty, clarity is, is you know, we're
1: blessed to be doing what we're doing. It's so much fun and and I feel so grateful to be doing what I'm doing. Mm. I just, to have the power to be a change maker and, and to have the position where people give me that, you know, they, they give me that respect because I have, you know, I've, I've finished a master's degree. I'm a nurse practitioner, like in, in, I'm a general practitioner when I'm in the US. And so people kind of look up to me as this thing. And and I've created that authority level also in my career online, where people really look up to me as somebody who has kind of done it and can be trusted. I'm like, I hold that trust to be sacred. And to be able to share that with people and help them realize their visions, I I just like, it it makes my heart pitter patter, because I'm like, this is so fun and so cool. Mm. And, and I just cherish to be able to do these things that, that you and I do.
0: Yeah, it is so cool. So, you mentioned um, a little bit earlier that creating your, or building a personal brand means that you can create a, a bigger impact. Yeah, you know, Having a great personal brand means that we can get our message out and become more influential. So, if mm-hmm. you could choose the three things which have had the greatest impact in the growth of your brand, what, what would you say that they were?
1: The greatest thing that had a personal uh impact on my personal brand was I um, i um had a business coach. I, I paid a business coach. We worked together, I don't know, for three or six months, maybe a year ago. And that was what I specifically asked her for help with. I knew personal branding was a thing. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm, I, you know, everything that I do has me at the center. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to know what that me is that I'm, excuse me, putting out to the word world. And so she actually helped me create a mood branding board on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And I think this was two years ago, or a year ago or something. And to this day, I still give that to everybody who I'm going to work with who's doing anything design related or vision related. Mm -hmm. I say, here's my brand mood, you know, my what's it mood branding board here, are the colors I like, here, the cut, you know, there's a lot of, Blues and greens and uh, colorful things with children and people who are happy and travel and beautiful scenery and these are the kinds of things that make my heart soar that make my spirit sing. This is what I want to create in the world with my presence. And then she and I used that to distill that into a very a very conscious personal brand. I've also been working with. So that was number one when I actually became aware of what a brand personal brand was. Uh, the second is that I've been working with. Uh, another kind of coach for like, I guess he's a kind of a halfway between a business coach and a sales coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working for, with him for a couple of years now. And he's excellent. And you know, people, you've said this in some of your messaging, even as well, Sam, that, that people don't buy a thing, they don't buy a product, they buy you. And then they buy the product. Yes. If if you work for a company, they buy you first, then they buy the company, then they buy the product. Mm-hmm. So it's not about figuring out whether, you know, the price is right or the time is right or the product is right. It's right. It's to figure out if, you know, if I walk into a um, i I'm getting distracted again. I'm really good at this. But if I walk into a clothing store and the person who comes up to me is kind of snotty, like that's that doesn't resonate with me. And I don't want to buy anything from their store. Like, yeah. I don't care if it's my favorite store. I'm going to walk away empty-handed because I'm really sensitive to that, as are most people. It's so
0: pretty woman moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no,
1: thank you. Exactly. So I've worked, I've worked consciously over time on my personal brand for at least a year and a half now of what kinds of things, because I'm having as a career advisor, I have conversations with people on a daily basis about what it is they want to do. And I bring my personal brand to the table on every single phone call. If I had to pick a third one, it would probably be putting my personal brand out there to the, to, to actually, so there's, the there, step one was becoming aware of what a personal brand was, mm-hmm. create a branding board, and then, okay, here's the thing. Step two was y- utilizing that, using my personal brand and, and implementing it, executing it in the real world, talking to people, like being conscious of it and actually like thinking about, hey, this is who I am. How can I talk to this person in a way that's really truly me? Mm -hmm. And then the third piece is now, you know, now that I have my own online business that I'm actually like I'm actually creating a personally branded business, SamAlvarez.com, is being able to communicate my own personal brand in words. You know, for Mm -hmm. me, it's a feeling. It's it's an emotion. It's it's a very spiritual, psychological kind of zeitgeist almost of things that all come together. And I have to communicate that in words to a designer or to a copywriter or to to a something that who's helping me work on things has been another level challenge because some people aren't very color oriented Mm. and they can't look at my branding board and know what I mean. Mm. I have to describe to some people in words. And that has been a really big challenge for me that I've only taken on in the past couple of months because I never had to put it into words before.
0: Mm. What I loved about those three things, that I've just looked at them and and thought, well, you've got the visual representation of your brand, you've got the kinesthetic, you you know, Mm -hmm. out in the real world executing, you've got the auditory out there in the words, you've got the auditory digital in really knowing what it is. So, you've covered all of the different learning styles so that everyone can, it doesn't matter what type of person they are. They can resonate and hear your brand in whatever way they need to
1: hear it, see it, feel it. Absolutely, I never thought about it that way. That was really just my own learning process. But you're you're exactly nail on the head that that's now I can share it with all different kind of learning styles of people.
0: Mm, love it. We we just had a little nerd out moment then, didn't we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> brain gasm, brain gasm.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. So, Sam, I'd love you to share with us. What are you most excited about in your business right now?
1: I am most excited about so I just wrote my next course. I think we started talking about it a little bit early, earlier emotive style language learning. So, I speak about 8 languages at this point depending on how you define speak, and I speak 5 or 6 of those pretty confidently. And over the past two or three languages, I realized that I had my own style of learning, as as we all do. And I kind of gotten far enough along at it where I'm like, ooh, ooh, this is something I can actually teach. And I get really excited about it because a lot of people stop learning languages because they get bored. Mm -hmm. And I did, too. Like, oh, my God, another grammar drill in Japanese. I am so excited. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Can you just hear it in my Uh voice? You know, whereas... If I actually want to learn a language, I want to do, you know, there's a, there's a funny thing about people who learn English. The majority of people in the world who learned English did so through school. They learned for 10 or 15 years and they get to a point where they can read and write okay, but they can barely speak confidently. That is really, really common. Mm -hmm. Of the people who speak the very best English, where do you, where did they learn it? Usually in the
0: schoolyard, I would imagine, like if they were, or, you know, around the people.
1: Outside the school, most people, it's culture, like movies and TV shows where they learned it, where they were interacting with and or just taking a lot of things in related to that culture. So it's about like your experience or your lived experience of and in that language rather than what you may or may not have been listening while chewing on your pencil eraser Mm. in school as a bored 15-year-old. So I realized that you know, you, any kind of learning, but especially language learning, which is a really long-term game, you have to be excited about what you're doing. So pick something that you're really excited about. So I realized that I, when I'm learning a new language, for example, I'm learning Italian right now and I'm, and I'm poking at you right now, Sam, like, I know, I
0: know because I want to learn Italian so badly. (laughs) Um,
1: I'm on day 57 of learning Italian and I and I can have full conversations and I and I just had a tutoring session today that I'm about to put up on Facebook that shows my 60 day progress in Italian where I'm having a conversation about oh gosh we were talking about today and today's a holiday in Italy called um Festa di uh it's like the national festival or liberty day or something like that I forgot um but it's the day that they kicked the Nazis and the fascists out of Italy mm-hmm. and so we're having a discussion about that. And I'm talking about what I'm doing for the learning process. And then we started talking about, um, I'm going to uh, Brazil in about a week and a half to, uh, to train somebody and just talking about my trip and having this really meaningful, beautiful conversation about what I'm doing in my life and the kinds of things that are happening, all in Italian, which I only started learning 57 days ago. Mm. And I have done entirely through a series of YouTube videos for people who are learning Italian, only in Italian with subtitles, and through having conversations with a $6, €6 an hour tutor on this one website. Wow. That, that's all I've done.
0: Wow. Oh, so exciting. So exciting. And oh, I know that this is going to be good for me. <laughs> Sam, thank you so much for sharing with us today your your journey and what it is that you're up to. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. What is the best way for my listeners to stay connected with you if they want to continue this conversation?
1: Best way to connect with me is on uh, on my website, I would say samalvarez.com. I have a if you're into language learning, which is what most of my stuff on the website is, I've got a I've got a quiz there about what kind of language learning learner you are. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun creating this. And there's there's a bunch of stuff there where you can figure out, you know, what what kinds of things work best for you? And mm-hmm. if you want to learn Italian, if, you, if you're a this kind of learner, here's the best way to do it. And if you get stuck here, are the, the things that your personality type are best at, of course, you will, you, you will have the pleasure of also getting on my email list for doing that, that uh, quiz, you know, good, mm-hmm. good times for all of that. That's probably the easiest way. I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you know, the, the usual fun kinds of stuff. But for me, the most fun is the website or my YouTube channel. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much for chatting with us today, Sam. I've really, really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, ciao, Bella.
1: My pleasure and ciao, Bella. (laughs)
0: If you're an entrepreneur or business owner who's ready to position yourself as the trusted authority in your industry, join my free Facebook community for tips on how to build your brand. Join us now at Your Authority Brand. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unlimited Influence Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at theaccelerantgroup.com. It's your time to shine.